And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. I'm your host, uh, Coach Dave Baumgartner, for our podcast, and I also have with me my Hall of Fame podcast partner, Coach Ted Huber, Hall of Fame on both the state and national levels, I might add. And uh, we've got uh, our list of our usual suspects with us here this week as we talk to Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and also the Indiana Football Digest. Kyle Nettenfer from the Indianapolis Star will be on. He'll talk to us about what's going on in the middle of the state. And then we got Mike Scavar and Dave Sockle. They tell us what's going on uh, as far as it goes to uh, south of Indianapolis and down there by the river. So at any rate, we are uh, looking forward to uh, talking to them and enjoying the show. So hang on. It's going to be a fun one as we summarize week six. Coaches, it's hard to believe, but over half of the 2023 season is done. Now, we know that there's still a lot to do, and there's lots of planning ahead because that's what you guys are all good at. Big Cat Promotions wants to help you plan, be it with postseason promotional products or creating a treasured award destined to become a family heirloom for your players and especially your seniors. We have thousands of vendors who have thousands of ideas of how they can help. So give us a call at 574-551-5916 because we can help. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And we're talking now, uh, uh, Coach Ted Huber, Hall of Fame Coach Ted Huber, and myself are talking to Paul Condre, a legend uh, certainly in Indiana high school football uh, and Paul, it's just always a pleasure to have you on the show. And it was another exciting night of high school football across the state. It certainly was, guys. Coach, great to be with you today. I know you had a good one last night. You were at that Hamilton Heights uh, game against Twin Lakes. How about that uh, Hamilton Heights team? Four shutouts in a row. They're playing some pretty good football. But, yeah, as we uh, kind of look at the landscape of uh, what's going on in northwest and north central Indiana, I know, Dave, let's start with your guys' game. I think that, I know you were, you and I were talking before we uh, went here on the record, as they say, uh, that Mishawaka-Warsaw game certainly was a slobber knocker over here at uh, Steel Stadium. And listening to Keith Kinder talk with Bob Lovell last night on the big show, I think that uh, he said that those two crucial possessions where Warsaw had the ball inside and an opportunity to score, uh, with, on two occasions, only coming away with three will really kind of turn the test of that game around. So that was a pretty good game. And, of course, that Northern Lakes Conference, I don't know what you can say about how great the top half of that league is right now with Northridge, Mishawaka, Warsaw, Concord, Northridge. All yeah. five of those teams are just great football teams and playing at a high level right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Lost some lost opportunity. Of course, uh, hats off to Mishawaka. They just played some great defense. Uh, and their quarterback's a big, strong kid. Uh, uh, he's going to play it at the next level, no question. So uh, it was just a, a hard-fought game, as it is when the two get together. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, definitely the cavemen uh, came out uh, in a much better shape than we did last night. Yeah, i tell you what, uh, if you look ahead uh... – on the 29th, Mishawaka will be at Northwood, and Northridge will be at Concord. So someone's going to figure out how to win that conference here right. uh, probably, I'm thinking, next week. But if you 
you take a trip uh, up to Northwest Indiana, I had a I had a great football game last night, Coach. Maybe the best one I've had all season long. I had unbeaten Crown Point, ranked uh, number five in, in the coaches' poll in 6A against the defending 5A champions and the number two Valparaiso Vikings. Valparaiso came out and punched Crown Point in the chops. Coming into this ball game, Crown Point had only punted three times all year in the first five games. And <laughs> their first three possessions, they punted the football. Matter of fact, they had only 26 yards of offense in the first two quarters. Valparaiso led 7 to nothing at halftime. And then Craig Buzia and uh, his coaching staff did a great job of making some halftime adjustments. They ran a little bit of a hybrid uh, single wing, or maybe a little power football, where they put two tight ends directly behind the right guard and the right tackle. And so they oh, just my. played p- power football and ran a little wildcat, direct snap to their running back. And they were able to uh, score 19 unanswered points in the uh, before Valparaiso was able to close it to make it a 19-14 ball game. But state champion wrestler Will Clark was amazing as a linebacker for the Crown Point team. And this uh, Valparaiso team, one of the big dynamics of their success this year was Travis Davis, the running back. He went out with a leg injury when the game was 7-6 to Valparaiso early on in the third quarter. Valparaiso just was not the same team for the next two or three possessions. It really kind of seemed like it took the wind out of the sails, but uh, Crown Point did a great job. Uh, ended up with 226 yards of offense in the second half, and that really was the tail of the tape mm-hmm. up there. So for Crown Point, they've now won 15 straight uh, regular season games, and they sit atop the leaderboard in the Dunland Conference, and uh, they should be able to run the table and take care of business. Uh, Valparaiso, uh, which is right now in second place with uh, Maryville, that will be decided uh, on Friday in the game that I'll be broadcasting. Maryville will be at Valparaiso. Both of Valparaiso's losses coming to 6A ranked opponents in Crown Point and 10. Maryville is uh, on a hot streak of their own. They've won three straight games. So that should be an interesting game. Damn, the other game in the Dunlap Conference, uh, Michigan City. Uh, was able to pull off a, a, a miraculous game as they scored with one second to go in the game as Tyler Bush, the quarterback for Michigan City, was able to score his third touchdown rushing of the game. He also had 116 uh, passing yards to beat Lake Central. That great running back, Xavier Williams, the Iowa commit for Lake Central, ended up with 156 yards and one touchdown. So that was a flyover of the Dillman Conference, that league. Once again, pretty top-heavy right now with uh, with with Crown Point, Maryland, Valpo being the three best team, and you got Michigan City, Lake Central right there in the middle of the pack. The other game that uh, of note in Northwest Indiana uh, was in the Northwest Crossroads Conference as Hobart was matched up against longtime rival Lowell. Ricky's came out and racked up 422 yards of offense behind quarterback Johnny Sorensen, who ended up accounting for six touchdowns. Last night, uh, three on the ground, three via the air, and uh, he had a great job there. Sorensen, who was in his first year as a starter for Hobart, uh, was had eight rushes for 103 yards and threw for uh, 228 yards and three touchdowns. Willie Shear had 98 yards, uh, so big win for the Bricks against Lowell, which is setting up, which is going to be the most important game of the year in Northwest Indiana in the Northwest Crossroads Conference because Hobart will be on the road at Hanover. Both these teams are 4-0 right now. Hobart has shared the North Central or the Northwest Crossroads Conference the last two years. 
Hanover, which is the first year that they've been in this conference. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to happen. Hanover uh, Central, under, and a great running back in Caden Verrett. But the Brickies balance uh, can make a difference in this one. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how Hobart is going to be able to handle the trip down to uh, Hanover Central to take on a, a very, very talented Hanover team. Uh, so those are some of the games that was up in Northwest Indiana. Some other big games, likewise, uh, yesterday in the Hoosier North as Russ Rackey's Knox team was able to survive uh, LaVille 21-13. A couple costly turnovers from LaVille was the, the big difference there. But uh, Knox is going to be matched up uh, against Pioneer in a pivotal game in that league in the Hoosier North. And if Knox can take care of business against Pioneer, they should finish as the champions of the Hoosier North. So there's your... A quick flyover for uh, Northwest and North Central Indiana. Some great football being played. Pretty good uh, night for the final day of summer, if you will. As we move into officially for fall today, I think it was a a great night had by all. And boy, that Hanover Central just, you know, when I was in Lowell, Indiana 100 years ago, that wasn't much more than a wide spot in the road. And I tell you what, they have turned it on and they are playing darn good football and have been doing it for several years now. You know, they really have. And if you remember, Dave, uh, when you were here, uh, they weren't even playing football. They went yeah. for a, they went, the program went dormant for, I don't know, I guess it was 30 That's some right. odd years. That's right. And they, they, and they reestablished the football program. Uh, Brian Parker is the, the young head coach there. He's got some talented veteran coaches working with him over there. Mm-hmm. And that geographically speaking is an area of big growth. That's because it's right, right next to Lake Central in Crown Point down that uh, Route 41 corridor there. Mm-hmm. And they could potentially, the way they are growing, uh, they could potentially be a 4A, maybe even a 5A school. It's very similar to what we saw in central Indiana with the Fishers and oh, Hamilton yeah. Southeastern. Mm-hmm. If you guys can think back of what it was like 30, 40 years ago, those were just little... Uh, Bergs, you know, yeah. Absolutely, just tiny little towns. And so, yeah. but... Uh, that's a big growth area in northwest Indiana, and uh, that geographical area certainly will benefit for another fine football team. But it certainly has really helped the Northwest Conference uh, Crossroads or the Northwest Crossroads Conference right. because now you've got uh, four or five football teams in there that can play uh, some really good football. So I think that's going to be really, really neat to see that uh, community continue to grow. And love it when we see communities like that embrace American tackle football and to see the game flourish because we all know that is the greatest game in the world. Absolutely. Well, Paul Condre with the Regional Radio Sports Network and, of course, uh, founder of the Indiana Football Digest, which we all read uh, religiously. Uh, Paul, thanks for spending some time with us and uh, keep doing what you do so well. We appreciate it and take care of yourself and God bless. All right. Thanks, Coach Huber. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate all you guys do. Okay. Thank you. We'll be back with more right after this. Coaches, it's hard to believe, but over half of the 2023 season is done. Now, we know that there's still a lot to do, and there's lots of planning ahead because that's what you guys are all good at. Big Cat Promotions wants to help you plan, be it with postseason promotional products or creating a treasured award destined to become a family heirloom for your players and especially your seniors. We have thousands of vendors who have thousands of ideas of how they can help. So give us a call at 574-551-5916 because we can help. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. Uh, I've got my podcast partner, Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber, with me, and we are now talking to call to uh, Kyle Nedenfer from the Indianapolis Star. And uh, Kyle, busy night down there. Lots of great football. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had uh, Brownsburg in Westfield last night, what and. Yeah, it was uh, 30, 30 to nothing at halftime. Brownsburg uh, wow. jumped all over him. Was that then, a shock uh, to you? Uh, that was a shock. It was. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that at all. It was uh, very surprising. And, um, you know, they, they scored on their first play. The, the first, uh, they got a three and out from Westfield and then scored on the first offensive play, a 57-yard run by Garrett Sherrill. And then it was uh, – you know, Westfield did on their next drive, they were inside the 50 and uh, had a fourth down. They didn't convert it. And uh, Brownsburg came down, converted their fourth down, and then made it 14 nothing. After that point, it, it just felt like a, just kind of a runaway, you know, snowball down the mountain. And, and you know, Brownsburg just really dominated. Uh, you know, that first half was, was really shocking. And I, even, you know, talking to Jay Gilbert after the game, I think he was surprised that his team didn't kind of punch back because right. that's what they've done all season. They've sure. won all these close games and uh, they just, they just couldn't, uh, couldn't do anything. I mean, it was just, it was stunning. Yeah. I have a question for you. Uh, I don't know. This is a trend that I'm seeing up in the Northern part of the state areas, more and more teams with a tendency of fourth and one and fourth and two, they'll go for it. They won't punt. I'm seeing I more do, and more I, of that. Yeah. I do see that a lot, especially anywhere around the 50 and in, uh, yeah. I see, I see that a lot more. And I think that's a, probably a byproduct of what you see in the NFL and college levels right. with, with, with more teams doing that. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I've always thought too, you know, with the, that's, that's a good point. I mean, that's maybe something to, a, a story to write, but you know, you, with the kicking uh, game as shaky as it can be at the high school level, right. sometimes I, I've always thought it's, it's, you know, it, it may be to your advantage to go for it more often. Um, well, and I think probably on percentage that high schools do go for it more often on right. fourth down anyway, but well, it just seems like it's, it's a higher percentage play. Head coach that I work closely with and, uh, uh, a lot is, um, coach Bart Curtis. And we were talking about that one time and, uh, and the loneliest guy on the Warsaw football team is the punter. There's no question yeah. about it. <laughs> and uh, so I said to him, I said, you know, I mean, we we might be on our own thirty yard line and still go for it, but that's the nature of this offense that they run too. But I right. just I just said, why why are you doing it that way? And he says, it sends the wrong message. That was his his how he summarized it. It sends the wrong message. We quit. We're giving up the football, and he doesn't want to do that. So I thought, hmm, that makes that makes pretty good sense when you think about it. And just like what you said. They're, the high school kickers are shaky, and, uh, you know, so it probably is in your favor to go ahead and go for it, I would think. So. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And and honestly, two of the best kickers in the state I had last night in that game, uh, Spencer Porath uh, for Brownsburg, is he he hit a 45-yard field goal. He You know, he's, he's yeah. going to Purdue on scholarship. He's one of the best. Yeah, uh, around and then in Westfield's uh, Brody Bohm is also a very good punter and kicker. So, uh-huh. you know, so even in those cases, you know, the the coaches decided in some situations to go for it on fourth down. Yeah. But uh, but you know, it kind of depends on the game too. Sure. I think oh, if, yeah. you're, if you're if you're locked in a low scoring game and you yeah. can flip the field position, you know, it, sure. it's to your advantage to punt. But yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. I think yeah. I, I agree with you though. I see it more often. Yeah. Um, anyway. 
Okay, so what else you got for us that happened down uh, uh, around the Circle City there? Yeah, it's a, it was a uh, it was an intro. There's a lot of games that were kind of decided conference races, or at mm-hmm. least for now, uh, kind of. And that was one of them, that Brownsburg game. But I, I thought right. the uh, the Ben Davis sixty two to fourteen win over over uh, Lawrence North that yeah. surprised me. I, I didn't think that would be. And Lawrence North has played really well uh, up to that point. So had a close loss to Carmel last week, but that, you know, Ben Davis is really good on offense. And when they get cranked up and going, they're tough. Right. Uh, Chittard, uh, you know, they're battling injuries, lost their starting quarterback last night. So they, mm-hmm. they went to overtime and, and barely beat Garen Catholic, who that, I think that would have been a good game anyway, but oh, yeah. uh, th- 13 to seven, uh, Chittard wins in overtime over Garen. Uh, and that's a game we could see again down the road, uh, sure. in, uh, in sectional play. So, you know, that was one that, that stood out to me. Uh, New Pal beating Greenfield Central 21-14. Uh, that was a big crowd, huge crowd for out of Greenfield. And, uh, uh-huh. and New Pal, again, they've kind of been the, the obviously the dominant team in that conference in the Hoosier Heritage. And, uh-huh. and Greenfield's kind of the team on the rise. So, you know, New Pal kind of puts them, you know, puts them down for now. Uh-huh. <laughs> again, that's a game uh, we could see again down the road. So uh-huh. that, that, that's, that's, you know, obviously a good rivalry and two teams that go uh, after each other. The injury to the Shatar quarterback, will he be back or do they know? Or Haven't heard uh, long-term on that one yet. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. they, they put a sophomore in uh, the Harrington kid, and he actually did pretty well for him. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, but Artiega's been really good. Uh, so, I, yeah, that's that, that would be a tough loss for them. So sure. haven't heard how long-term that might be. I was going right. to check in with the – Coach Doyle, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that would be a big loss, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah some of the Decatur Central, mid, the Mid State Conference has just been so interesting this year. And, and Decatur Central, you know, they beat Plainfield last night, twenty six twenty three. Plainfield was five and zero. Oh, wow. uh, Decatur, and another game too. That could be a, a sectional game down the line, also. So mm-hmm. uh, probably the first of two meetings between those two teams. So mm-hmm. Decatur, that's a you know that. They're a scary team, and I think both those teams could be, you know, as as balanced as five A seems to be. I mean, those either of those teams could be playing at Lucas Oil potentially down sure, the road. Sure. So, uh, you know, Kyle Enright's done a great job with that Decatur program. Of course, Tyler Bless in his first year at Plainfield. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's a good one there. HSE beat uh, Zionsville thirty four twenty four. So, so they're uh, they did lose last week to. Uh, Westfield, but back on the winning side for HSE. So right. yeah, and then Burbuff, I would say that was another score that stood out. They beat Ron Colley thirty nine to twenty three. Oh wow! And it wasn't even really that close. Yeah. Uh, so huge win for Burbuff. That's yeah, they don't beat Ron Colley often. Ron Colley doesn't lose period very often. Right, so, right. <laughs> uh, really good win for Burbuff. Yeah, well, some good stuff going on down there for sure, as there always is down there. Center Grove got a win last night, I believe. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. Um, Center Grove, their first uh, in-state game. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. They yeah. beat uh, Lawrence Central thirty-one-seven. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, their their defense is very good. You know, that's a uh, that's a team obviously um, yeah, that always kind of leans on its defense, and this mm-hmm. is one of their better defenses. Right. Um, maybe not quite as star powered as a couple of years ago, but but yeah. uh, but very good. To yeah. hold that Lawrence Central team is explosive. They held them to seven points last night. Right. Now, Center Grove and Brownsburg meet further down the schedule, don't they? 
They do not. Oh, uh, they don't. Actually, okay. they scrimmage each other okay. uh, every year. But uh, but yeah, they don't play. Or they would play down the road. Uh, right. you know, ben Davis and Brownsburg will play most likely in the sectional. So oh, you know, okay. kind of be the the winner of that yeah. game would be Center Grove. Definitely be a uh, you know potentially, potentially would play Center yeah. Grove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, Brownsburg must be really. Something. I mean, they're scoring a lot of points, and they are just not giving up a lot of defense. Uh, I mean, they must be very, very powerful. I yeah, think. yeah. They uh, and I would say that that was definitely their best game last. I think if you played that game again, it wouldn't go that way. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it just felt like. And I'm not taking anything away from Brownsburg. It just no, felt no. like everything. Went everything just kind of. Yeah. yeah, it just in 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 Westfield could not do anything right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it was, sure. It was one of those type of nights, and it wasn't like it was a bunch of turnovers. It was just uh, you know just missed some missed opportunities Westfield had, and then and then the like I said, the snowball just kind of rolled downhill. Sure. And, you know, I will say Brownsburg's offensive line very played very well, mm-hmm. um, and Garrett Sherrill makes you look good. I think right. also as an offensive lineman, you just have to give him a. Give him a little nudge here and there, and he, he'll take it to out to the right, house. So, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, and and those teams won't play again unless they would potentially meet in the state championship. But right. I will. I think if you played that, it would be closer. But yeah. I I did, I did feel like being down there on the field. Brownsburg was definitely the uh, the more physical, right. uh, better team last night. Right. Well, no, you mentioned the fact that Westfield has done everything right up to this point, and uh, maybe it was a law of averages. You know, now. Mm-hmm. You know, they had one uh, that they had to get by, and uh, that didn't work. So, because uh, they had won all their close games, and then right. all the right things with Jake. Yeah. And that's what Jake said after, you know, I'll, uh, I was going to write a little more on this for the Monday column, but, you know, we were standing out there talking outside the locker room, and he's like, you know, you, you kind of wonder about our character after this game, but because we didn't fight back, but he's like, we've done that. The first five games of the season, we've right. done all that. We've done everything right. We've done. We've battled back. We've we've performed in high pressure situations. So, sure. I think he was sort of at the at the point where you know he's like, we need to watch the film, and it's not as bad as we think it is. Right. And, and I think we'll. I think it's sometimes you know. And he, he even said it. He's like, sometimes you learn more in a game like that, sure. and it actually could help you down the road more. So I, I think that's. I think he was upset, obviously, and, and definitely was not happy with how his team performed. But right. I think uh, he was kind of finding the silver lining in all, in all of it, uh, even after the game. So, yeah. well, that's you know, a, they're 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 you know he does a great job. That's I mean, a great I, I coaching staff, know. and they'll they'll yeah. search that tape and they'll they'll make corrections and they'll be better. There's no question as a result of the loss. I believe that totally with that group. So. Absolutely, and I don't think they're the most talented team, um, you know. But I, I do think they'll end up getting a lot out of this this group as uh, as the season progresses. There are a lot of people in this state that would like to be five and one right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, all is not lost. No. <laughs> so. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Kyle, um, thanks a lot for spending some time with us. Anything else you got on your mind there for? Um, no, you, you, I'm glad you mentioned that Center Grove game. Uh, and Tri West also uh, came back again. They beat uh, uh, Lebanon last night, uh, 28-21. That's a good win. They, the second, uh, you know, the, the comeback win for them in the fourth quarter. And, oh yeah. Uh, so that's another one that uh, I kind of skipped over. But they, you know, they're uh, they're playing really well too. So right. uh, Fishers also they they were without their running back Kobe Martin, who just committed to IU. He, he will be back. It sounds like next week, mm-hmm. uh, most likely, but. Uh, he was out, but they beat they did beat Avon twenty one thirteen without right. him. So, wow. uh, so yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for being with us there. We appreciate it. You guys do a great job down there with Indianapolis Star and uh, the coverage you give for prep sports. It's just outstanding. So we really appreciate uh, you spending some time with us there and uh, sharing us some uh, thoughts and being our eyes and ears on the ground there in the middle of the state where they play some tremendous football. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. You bet. We'll be back with more right after this. Coaches, it's hard to believe, but over half of the 2023 season is done. Now, we know that there's still a lot to do, and there's lots of planning ahead because that's what you guys are all good at. Big Cat Promotions wants to help you plan, be it with postseason promotional products or creating a treasured award destined to become a family heirloom for your players and especially your seniors. We have thousands of vendors who have thousands of ideas of how they can help. So give us a call at 574-551-5916 because we can help. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. We're talking now to Dave Sockle, our eyes and ears in Southern Indiana high school sports and especially high school football this time of year. So, uh, Dave, once again, another great week, an interesting week of high school football across the state. What happened down by the river? Well, I got to tell you, I can't believe it's week six, and I can't believe we're just, do you realize we're just two weeks away from the pairings? Yeah. Uh, and so it is just unbelievable. As things are starting to take shape down here uh, in the southern part of the state, and uh, good news is, is that number one ranked Center Grove and 6A, they finally played an Indiana school, <laughs> and uh, they beat Lawrence Central last night. That final was 31-7. to Now, the action really took place in 5A. First of all, Number two, Bloomington North, easy over New Albany, 49-14. And then number four, Bloomington South, they uh, blasted Southport, 59-0. Here's a big game. It was number six, Plainfield. They lost to number nine, Decatur City. Castle, they lost to uh, number uh, three, four, a rights. That final, 38-17. And then uh, number 11, Evansville North. They beat uh, Modern Day, who, of course, won the uh, 2A championship last year. Modern Day has started off 1-5, and five, and uh, that final was 30 to nothing. Big game last night, number 13, Floyd Central, and I'll talk about them a little bit later. They beat Columbus East 28-3, to and also ranked 13, Franklin. They just got past Mooresville 29-26. to uh, 26. Now, I am looking real forward to uh, that sectional 16 because because Castle, now they won't be number 11 after this week, along with North number 11 and Floyd Central number 13, all three of those schools are in the same sectional. So that's going to be a great sectional. At Southern Indiana Sports Productions, we will have the broadcast of those games. So uh, just to give everybody uh, notice, that will be one heck of a sectional and some great football uh, when we get into October. Going to 4A, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't see anybody tripping up East Central. Number one, they yeah. blasted South South Dearborn fifty-one to nothing. Wow. That's their third straight shutout. Mm-hmm. They average forty-five points a game and only give up seven. And they play a good schedule. It's not like they're playing a bunch of uh, you know one A and two A schools. Right. Uh, they play a really good schedule. They even go over and play some of the Cincinnati schools. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're well tested come state final time. Number six, New Palestine. They beat number. 
number five Greenfield in a big matchup. That final was 21 to 14. And on Thursday night, number 10 Northview took the first loss of the season to uh, Terre Haute South, 36 to 27. Now over in 3A, it was number one Batesville. And I told you to watch out for this Batesville team. Right. They upset number three Lawrenceburg last night, 26-23. Another big game in 3A down here in the south was number six Gibson Southern. They beat number seven Heritage Hills, 31-28. to Great football game. Number eight, Tri-West, they beat Lebanon, 28-21. Hey, another team I said to watch. I talked to uh, them a couple of weeks ago when I was in Vincennes. They like the Alices there in uh, the uh, Vincennes area. Number 10, Vincennes over Evansville Harrison last night, 47 to nothing. Uh, Number 16, Monrovia, they beat Beach Grove, 45-18. And number 16, Southridge beat Tell City, 47-14. Here's an upset 2A. Well, you could say it's an upset. It was 5A Seymour. They uh, get the crown for Jackson County as they beat number one, Brownstown in 2A. That final forty-one to twenty. So that means probably Linton will be the number one team in the state next week as uh, they beat Western forty-nine to fourteen. But Triton Central's right there too. They beat Ritter forty-eight to uh, fourteen. Now one of the schools down here, right on the river, that's Providence in one A. This team is six and zero. They blasted Irvington Prep last night seventy-eight to nothing. Now listen to this: they're six and zero. They're averaging fifty-eight points a game, and they give up six a game. Uh, problem is, if they win their sectional, guess who they'll have to most likely play? Indianapolis Lutheran uh, in, in the regional. So Indianapolis Lutheran, of course, as we well know, and I'm sure you've already talked about that, they're a powerhouse in 1A. But uh, number, number one, six, number six, South Putnam, they beat West Vigo 63 to nothing. Number 11, North Davies. Now they lost to West Washington 33 to 12. And number 14, North Decatur, they got beat by Rushville. That final 26 to 24. Elsewhere around the uh, state, or in the southern part of the state, it was Bedford North Lawrence over Jennings County, twenty-eight to thirteen. And I'll talk about uh, that BNL and Floyd Central game here in just a moment. Boonville over Mount Vernon, a posy, twenty to seventeen. It was Cascade over North Putnam, forty-nine thirty-nine. Charlestown past Scottsburg, sixty-five to seven. Columbus North over Terre Haute North, thirty-five to nothing. Danville over Southmont, forty-two twenty-one. Forest Park over South Spencer, forty-four twenty. It was Franklin County over Greensburg, 41 to 7. And Greens Castle, they blasted Brown County, 84 to nothing. Ooh. It was Greenwood. They nipped Perry Meridian. That was a good ball game, 44 41. It was Greenwood uh, Christian over uh, North Central of Farmersburg, 57 18. Indy Creek over Edgewood, 44 25. Jasper, they uh, beat uh, Evansville Central last night, 41 13. And uh, the Indians of Milan beat Eastern Hancock, 44 to 19. Mitchell made it two straight as they beat Madison 26 to 20. And North Harrison got back on the winning ways over Peak and Eastern 21 13. North Posey, no problem against Tecumseh, 63 to nothing. And uh, Paoli, they won their fifth straight ball game over Eastern Central, uh, Eastern Green, that final 57 to 27. So Paoli now 5 and 1 on the season. Pendleton Heights over uh, Mount Vernon of Fortville, 24 to 10. It was a uh, uh, Perry Central over Clarksville, 54 to 8. And uh, the uh, battle for the first win of the season, it was Salem over Corden, 42 to 32. Silver Creek. 
They upended uh, rival Jeffersonville, 42-28. South Decatur over Cloverdale, 27-13. Hey, Springs Valley, they're 5-1 now. They blasted Crawford County, 68-7. Sullivan over Owen Valley, 27-7. Switzerland County, they beat Edinburgh, 19-6. And Washington uh, over Pike Central, 41-13. Well, uh, Martinsville's string of uh, upsets came to an end last night as Whiteland got back on the winning ways beating the Artesians 34 to 22. And finally it was a Yorktown over Shelbyville 42 to 19. And, uh, Dave, we have got some great games, okay, coming up uh, for week number seven, uh, September 29th. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, you got Whiteland at Mooresville, great game. You've got West Washington at Perry Central. Vincennes, the Alices, will be taking on the Huskies of Evansville North. That will be a great game. It'll be uh, what I'm anticipating in 2A, number one, Linton. They'll be at North Knox. North Knox got a nice ball club, so that should be a pretty good game. Um, Jefferson. 0-6. They will be at rival New Albany. The Bulldogs just 1-5. So, again, uh, those uh, two teams will be playing for uh, the pride because uh, I think they have got the longest going uh, streak of football games and that type of stuff. Because New Albany's been around, all right, since the beginning of time. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, that rivalry goes way, way, way back. Um, you've got Gurren Catholic. They're going to be at Northview. Northview will try to get back on the winning ways. Frank will be at Plainfield. That'll be a great game. Uh, Decatur Central will be at Greenwood. Another great one. Castle at Jasper. And you've got Bloomington South traveling to Columbus North. And finally, it'll be for the Hoosier Hills Conference. It'll be, they're both undefeated in conference play. And it'll be Bedford North Lawrence at Floyd Central. So that uh, is the game I've got circled uh, for next Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it uh, it should be a good one. Both yeah. those teams uh, are capable. And I would put them right about uh, equal. So uh, games a toss-up, maybe a little advantage to Floyd Central because it's at Floyd Central, right. but uh, still probably the game of the week down here in southern Indiana. But again, well, we're six weeks through and things have been going great. We've had uh, some great football. Absolutely. Well, I have Coach, uh, Hall of Fame Coach Ted Huber with us. And uh, Coach, uh, Castle's been up and down, and now they got a big game coming up this next week. Uh, you talking to anybody down there or uh, – How's things going down there with them? No, I haven't talked to her, but uh, the big game next week down there will be uh, Memorial and Wright. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll hear uh, Scabara talk about that. Because Absolutely. His beloved uh, Memorial Tigers. So, right. uh, anyway, but that's the big ball game down there next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it will be. It will be. I'll yeah. let Mike uh, uh, have all the glory with that one. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a great football game. It really will. Um, as uh, well, what is it? I think one's ranked two and one's ranked three, third or something like that, or they're third and fourth, and uh, that should be great. And and as far as the Knights are concerned, of Castle, it's like. Don't worry about them. They'll be fine come tournament time. Trust right. me. Um, they they always are. Uh, they lost to North last year and then beat them in the sectional and went on and played Whiteland for a chance to go to the state finals. And uh, the only thing that's different this year is you've got a pretty good Floyd Central team. So you've got three teams that have a real good shot at winning that sectional down there. But, uh, again, right. Castle is always ready come tournament time, just like the rest of that Evansville area. They're, right. they're always ready. Uh, so don't take too much in to uh, the games during the regular season because they all belong to the SIAC and they just 
beat the heck out of each other during the regular season, but they're battle tested uh, right. when they get ready for tournament time. You know, modern day is uh, is a, a great example yeah. of that. Modern modern day small school. They're a small sure. school down there. They're two A. And I talked to one of their coaches a couple of weeks ago. He said we may win three games, but we'll be ready for the tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like, look, we don't play anybody close to our size. Right. And, and he's right. So they'll be battle tested and it'll be fun like it always is down there. Yeah. You know, everybody just beating up on everybody. That's what yeah. happens down there in that southwestern part of the state. Absolutely. Well, Dave Sockle, thanks for being with us here uh, today, and uh, we appreciate your reporting down there and uh, keeping us up to date on all the exciting football that's going on down uh, south of Indianapolis because there's lots of it, and we appreciate being kept uh, up to date on that. So uh, you have a fine weekend, a lot of good college football watch today, and uh, uh, just have a great one, and we'll talk to you again next week. Well, my pleasure, and you guys do the same. And, uh, again, now it's it's at that part of the season that really gets fun. You start trying to, like, okay, who's going to be the favorite out of this sectional and who's going to be the favorite out of that sectional? Right. You start looking at that kind of stuff now. And uh, it gets to be a lot of fun, especially when we, uh, you know, flip the uh, calendar on September and head into October. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again, Dave. You have yourself a great no weekend. And we'll talk to you again. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. You bet. Bye-bye. We'll be back with more right after this. Coaches, it's hard to believe, but over half of the 2023 season is done. Now, we know that there's still a lot to do, and there's lots of planning ahead because that's what you guys are all good at. Big Cat Promotions wants to help you plan, be it with postseason promotional products or creating a treasured award destined to become a family heirloom for your players and especially your seniors. We have thousands of vendors who have thousands of ideas of how they can help. So give us a call at 574-551-5916 because we can help. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And uh, we're doing our uh, summary of week six. And uh, we're talking now to Mike Scavara down in the uh, Evansville area. And Mike's got his eyes and ears uh, all uh, on all the teams down there. And so uh, I've got Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber with us also. So, uh, Mike, let's talk about uh, Evansville football. Well, there were three undefeated ranked teams uh, in southwest Indiana, and at the end of uh, last Friday night, there were two, but it took two second-half comebacks to accomplish that. As uh, This week, I'm, uh, guys, I'm going to start with the uh, Pocket Athletic Conference and really the top game uh, of the night uh, in that conference and one of the better ones uh, in uh, the, the, the state, for that matter, in 3A was a matchup between uh, – uh, you know, this week, number five, Gibson Southern, and number seven, Heritage Hills, as Todd Wilkerson's team was undefeated. Uh, uh, the Heritage Hills Patriots uh, uh, coming into the game. Uh, in fact, they took a 7 nothing first quarter lead, but uh, uh, Nick Hart's quarterback, uh, or Gibson Southern, uh, his quarterback and his running back kind of really took over, and uh, they scored the next 28 points and led uh, by 21 going into the last quarter. But uh, Patriots, uh, again, uh, threw a couple of turnovers by Gibson Southern, scored a couple touchdowns late, but uh, uh, but to make it close, and it was a 31-28 win for Gibson Southern as they go to now 4-2, and, and Heritage Hills drops to 1-5. Uh, uh, but uh, 
John DeLong, uh, the running back, uh, he was a, a big uh, part of the Gibson Southern offense. He uh, had 230 yards of total offense, including a 94-yard run that kind of set the tone as uh, the 21, 31 points scored uh, uh, by Gibson Southern uh, uh, was a big total considering Heritage Hills had only given up 40 points uh, in the first five games. So uh, uh, Heritage Hills, they've got a, one of the top sophomores in the state. and He plays quarterback, probably can play just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldsbury, uh, or, or Jet Goldsbury, uh, he was their main offense. He had 327-yard total offense and scored all of Heritage Hills' uh, uh, four touchdowns. Also in the pocket athletic conference, uh, uh, North Posey and Southridge, uh, they continued uh, to uh, stay undefeated in the small school division. By the way, the Gibson Southern uh, Heritage Hills game, that was the top game in the uh, big school division. Mm-hmm. As uh, uh, they came up with a big win, uh, to remain three and zero, uh, and let's give a little talk about uh, Joe Washington or Joe Morris's Washington Hatchets. You know, we talked about Princeton uh, coming up behind and uh, winning against them. Well, uh, they were also uh, losing uh, coming in, and they were able to uh, come back uh, with a big win uh, uh, last week. Uh, so, uh, uh, and as a result, uh, they uh, moved to two and four. As uh, we look at the big school divisions, uh, you're going to have matchups. Uh, Gibson Southern's going to take on Washington, but Heritage Hills, Mount Vernon, and Boonville and Princeton—they're all one and one. Uh, as Gibson Southern is two and zero oh in the conference, mm. and Heritage Hills and Mount Vernon, the uh, lost a close one to Boonville uh, last week, are going to match up. And Boonville, uh, Darren Ward's ball club, again, uh, they are one and one. They will take on Princeton. So. Uh, you're going to see uh, in that uh, big school division could be some good movement uh, after next uh, Friday coming up. Mm-hmm. As uh, in the small school division, uh, North Posey and Southridge, they're both 3-0, and uh, and uh, they're uh, going to match up uh, and score off against each other a week from Friday on October 6th. So that's some of the activity in the Pocket Athletic Conference, and uh, uh, as, uh, as you know, uh, a lot of good football in that. We'll turn our attention now, guys, to uh, the uh, Southern Indiana Conference. And uh, you had uh, two undefeated top uh, uh, the division in 4A teams uh, with, with ball games, and they both trailed at halftime. As uh, in the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference, the first game we'll talk about is uh, Evansville Wright, the Corey Brunson's ball club. Uh, they this week now are ranked number two in 4A. Uh, they took on number 11 in 5A last week, Dugger Castle Knights, as uh, uh, they were able to prevail 38 to 17. But uh, it was uh, uh, a 17-10 Castle lead at halftime mm. due to some good defense by the uh, Castle Ball Club. As uh, they came up with a pick six and a fumble recovery in the end zone uh, to lead uh, by that seven points. So. You know, Ted, you always like to score on defense, don't you? Yeah, you also always like to score against rights. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, little humor there, not much. Yeah, just yeah. a little. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah. Of course, uh, folks, uh, you know, Ted used to be uh, Doug Hurts, uh, an assistant down here for uh, many years uh, here at Castle and helping him out uh, in his uh, in his later years in coaching. Sure. Well, but uh, rights is defense. Then came over and, and took over in the second half, 
as uh, they shut out Castle 28 to nothing. They came up with 12 tackles for losses. In fact, uh, uh, Levi uh, Oxley had three, and uh, Winston Howell had five tackles for losses among them. And Aiden Wells, one of the top linebackers, he had uh, 11 uh, uh, total tackles in the game. As uh, you know, when you shut out a team that's leading by seven and a half, uh, you know that certainly gets the job done. And uh, then the offense really kind of took over for Wright. You know, and one more thing about the, the Wright's defense, you know, they gave up 17 points. They'd only given up 28 points the entire season uh, going in. As uh, Ben Davies, the quarterback for Wright, uh, he was 18 of 25 for 197 yards and threw a touchdown pass. And uh, uh, also uh, uh, for the Wright Panthers, they got four different guys that uh, scored uh, rushing touchdowns and uh uh, in fact, uh, uh, in the in the rushing uh, department, uh, they're led by Troy Davis, the senior, 21 carries and 181 yards. So uh, they stepped up and uh, they were able to remain uh, undefeated, six and zero, going into uh, this Friday's ball game against the Memorial Tigers, who were also undefeated and are only giving up 19 points uh, on a regular season. Uh, Rice was number four in the state and giving up points, and Memorial was two. But uh, Memorial took on a, a, a very stubborn Evansville bossy club, and uh, it was an exciting game uh, throughout uh, uh, the, the game, back and forth. It really almost didn't matter what, what team that uh, you were backing. As uh, Stephen Mullen's ball club, uh, they got beat by Memorial 27 to 26, but. Uh, Bossy now is one and five, and they're probably one of the more exciting offensive teams, uh, and uh, probably one of the better one and five teams uh, uh, in the state. As Coach uh, Curley's uh, ball club, uh, again, we said we'll go six and six and zero, oh, and uh, both White and Memorial will match up in the Wright Bowl this Friday night, uh, and it's going to be between the number two team and the number three team in 4A. So uh, not only one of the best teams in Southwest Indiana, but certainly uh, in the, uh, uh, in, in the, uh, uh, in the entire state as uh, again, bossy led 14 to 10 uh, at, uh, at halftime. And, but Memorial came out and uh, scored on the first two possessions of the third quarter, both by Luke Elsperman. Uh, he had a four yard run and a four yard pass reception. And then midway through the, uh, uh, fourth quarter after a Peyton Barrett 23 yard field goal, Memorial led 27 to 20. Uh, and the Memorial defense, who had played well all season, really stepped up in the fourth quarter, guys. They stopped Bossy uh, four or three times on downs in the fourth quarter. But uh, Memorial then, uh, they tried to run out the clock and couldn't do it. And with 15 or uh, with 27 seconds left, uh, in the game, they had the ball uh, on their own 37-yard line. They ran a play, and then uh, Elijah Wagner, and I'll talk a little about him in a minute, uh, he connected uh, on a pass, the quarterback, to uh, uh, Aaron Fennell, a 63-yarder, and that made it 27-26 to 26 with 15 seconds to go. And Boston, who does not have a kicker, and they go for two all the time, went for two, and a pass from Elijah Wagner uh, to Amari Hope fell incomplete. But th- that, that was not the end of the game. Uh, as uh, Bossy then uh, had an onside kick, 
that was uh, recovered. And then, you know, you, you like that play at the end of the game, guys, where, you know, everybody just kind of throws laterals around. Well, uh, Devin Redman and I had the call on the game on Indiana SRN. The lateral play took 43 seconds to play. There were 14 laterals in the ball in, in that play, of which two of them were forward laterals, so there was a penalty flag there. And uh, it uh, you had about uh, six or eight players laying on the ground after the play exhausted. Huh. Well, uh, they had one more play, and uh, they uh, came came away uh, uh, with a victory. So uh, an exciting ball game uh, in the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference there. And uh, also uh, one other game uh, that had some milestones uh, uh, in in that game uh, was uh, uh, a, a game that uh, featured uh, the uh, North Huskies coming away uh, with a thirty to uh, nothing win uh, over uh, Modern Day, and uh, and in that game uh, for uh, Evansville North, who are ranked now number twelve in. Four eight and five eight this week. Uh, it was the first shutout win uh, by uh, a North team over Modern Day since uh, 1995. When <laughs> guys, you remember a guy named Deke Cooper? You know, he played up at Notre Dame. Or he oh, played yeah. at North. Yeah, and uh, they, and played six years in the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came up with a 14 nothing win, and and again, Joey Paradine's ball club now goes to four and two. Sam McKinney for the Huskies. Uh, he threw for 181 yards and a touchdown and ran mm-hmm. for two more. And running back Keenan Northington had uh, 127 yards uh, as well as uh, uh, the North Huskies amassed 436 yards of total offense and uh, held uh, the uh, modern day offense to 114 yards. And uh, one other team in the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference, number, tw- uh, number uh, 13, uh, or excuse me, number 10 in 3A, uh, Vincennes. Uh, came up uh, with a big win, uh, and uh, they were able to defeat Harrison. uh, And Jasper also defeated Central. Harrison and Central, they have not won a game, and they'll match up this Friday. But uh, you're also going to have Vincent and North matching up, and uh, those two teams uh, are are in the top of the division. Jasper and Castle, in fact, are going to also match. So you're going to see the top six teams matching up with each other uh, in the uh, Southern Indiana Athletic Conference. Of course, uh, we always talk about Bloomington teams. Bloomington uh, 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 North now number one in 5A. Uh, as, uh, and Bloomington South, who uh, their only loss was Bloomington North. They're number three in 5A this week. So that's uh, uh, a long-winded version of a lot of games going on here uh, in uh, the uh, uh, southwestern part of Indiana. Absolutely. Let me throw a name out. Let me throw a name out, and you can make comments. Bob Clayton, he's still around. Yes, Bob is uh, Clayton, a longtime coach over at uh, Heritage Shields, and uh, of course they won the state championship a couple decades ago. Uh, they had a quarterback uh, that uh, everybody kind of knows, a guy named Jake Cutler, who went and played at Vanderbilt and then played in the pros. And if you're a Bears fan like me and, and uh, you guys. Uh, uh, you know, he played a little bit of uh, football there. Yeah, and Bob is still around, and uh, uh, he's still kind of supporting the Heritage Hills uh, uh, as, uh, again, uh, Todd Wilkerson took over for him uh, a few years ago. Right. I hear he's uh, he loves his 
pontoon and uh, don't bother him when he's out on his pontoon. That's, That's right. Doing. Yeah, he wears retirement very well, I understand. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, that, you know, a lot of good football, and, uh, and I'll say one more time, uh, one of the top games of the state is going to be uh, uh, Evansville Wrights and Evansville Memorial, and ought to be an exciting game, and I'm looking forward to uh, broadcasting that game on IndianaSRN.org. So, uh, anybody out there uh, uh, who will be uh, listening to this podcast, there's a heads up for uh, uh, next Friday. There you go. Well, if you've never seen a game at Wright's Bowl, uh, it's worth the price of admission. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's where they're at this week. It's on the west side, and uh, there's a difference between the west side and the east side in Evansville. Believe me. Yeah, and and Wright's is on the east side. Memorial is on the west side. And uh, yeah, you're right. I think it's probably one of the top ten venues uh, in the state of Indiana. And that that stadium's been around for almost a hundred years. It's built in right into the side of a hill. Yep. All really right. a great place to watch a game, no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always great talking football with you guys. And one other thing there, Mike, before you, uh, you do leave, uh, you have a, a gentleman that you need to talk about here. His quarterback, not a very big guy, but he does lots of great things out there. Let's talk about him. Yeah, we talked earlier about Elijah Wagner. You know, he's 5'7", 155 pounds, and arguably probably the one of the best players in the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference. He's one of 15 seniors, and he runs in the quarterback position in uh, Coach Mullen's offense uh, in, in the Wildcat uh, formation. And all he did was throw for uh, 176 yards and two touchdowns. And he also rushed 24 times for 165 yards and had two touchdowns. Uh, he had he amassed 331 yards of total offense, and uh, he also passed for the two-point conversion. So he had a hand in all 26 points that uh, Bossy had uh, against Memorial. Yeah, wow. Sounds like a quite the kid there, no question about it, quite an athlete. Well, lots of great football, Mike, and we really appreciate you reporting on it there and giving us the insight and uh, uh, some of the uh, things that are happening down there Uh um, down there by the river, as I often mention it. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, exciting time. We're, you know, over halfway through, and, uh, you know, things are starting to bubble up to the top, and conference championships are being decided and uh, or will be decided within the next uh, week or two uh, in most cases. So uh, it's just great to have you on board and being able to keep us up to date on what's going on down there. Yeah, yeah. after that, uh, you you. I know they don't they, they don't play ties anymore, so they're going to be one undefeated <laughs> team uh, uh, going into week number eight. And, uh, you know, if you stop and think about it, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, help me out here, guys. I think it's October 8th. It's gonna, uh, that Sunday afternoon is going to be the draw. When they do the draw, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're closing in on the wrapping up this uh, regular season, getting ready for the second season. So, But uh, lots to do before we get to that second season. Uh, with lots of uh, conference championships on the line. So, again, we appreciate your help, Mike. Coaches, it's hard to believe, but over half of the 2023 season is done. Now, we know that there's still a lot to do, and there's lots of planning ahead because that's what you guys are all good at. Big Cat Promotions wants to help you plan, be it with postseason promotional products or creating a treasured award destined to become a family heirloom for your players and especially your seniors. 
We have thousands of vendors who have thousands of ideas of how they can help. So give us a call at 574-551-5916 because we can help. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And uh, we're in week six, uh, summarizing week six and all the action that took place across the state of Indiana. And you've heard from our guest speakers and our experts from across the state. Uh, And Coach Huber, we're going to turn to you now as we uh, take a look at the new polls out uh, from the coaches and uh, what the shakeups were as a result of the uh, uh, scores from this last week. Well, 6A stayed about the same with the, you know, the top three in there. Uh, Snyder got beaten 5A, uh, which means that Bloomington North is now the number one team in 5A. Uh, East Central, uh, maybe one of the best teams in the state without question. I mean, it's 51 to nothing, I think, was the score. Right. That's what I see. South Dubourne, yeah. beat uh, Garen in – that's going to be an interesting sectional because Chittard, uh, Garen, and Hamilton Heights Huskies are all in that sectional down there. And, wow. And, uh, of course, it's an uphill battle for the Huskies. But, uh, anyway, uh, in 2A, uh, what a uh, – I'm not sure mess is the right word, but uh, there was like uh, five or six people got first-place votes in, in uh, 2A. Because of uh, all the, you know, it's just uh, 2A is just a, is a league that uh, people get beat, you know. Right, I mean, right. North Posey got a first place vote, and they only had two other points uh, with that. So, anyway, uh, and then to answer Kyle's question, no, nobody else can beat. Lutheran. So, right, right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where we're at with. Uh, you know, we got a we got a Harrison as uh, somebody to be reckoned with. Uh, we, you know, I, a lot of times I like to refer back to the Lafayette area, and sure, Harrison's lost one game all year, fifteen to fourteen to Pendleton, or um, not Pendleton, but Plainfield, mm-hmm. and so they're uh, you know they're five and one going in, and a uh, big factor in the North Central Conference, Kokomo got beat. Uh, yeah, they were undefeated and kind of rolling over people. So I don't know, you know, what's going on there, but, uh, and like I said, Fort Wayne Snyder, you know, you you can't take a breath, uh, in Fort Wayne. Right. Uh, Right. You know, you just, you, you play these teams and Homestead, you know, three and three now, and uh, Homestead come on and, and beat, uh, Fort Wayne Snyder. In overtime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting that, uh, you know, Lures is Lures is coming on like they usually do, and right. uh, it's just yeah. Well, we're towards the end of the year, and we can't wait to can't wait to look at what's going to really happen uh, on the eighth when uh, when the uh, draw comes out. Yeah, the draw comes out, so yeah. uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, the Fort Wayne group there, that Summit Athletic Conference. I mean, what a um, what a fight that always is amongst them. So. Uh, uh, but uh, when Snyder got uh, beat there, I, I certainly consider that an upset, um, and I'm sure most people across the state do because Snyder was pretty much bionic there for quite a while. But uh, Homestead uh, found their number and dialed them up. So, 
Yeah, really well, Fort Wayne North uh, is getting healthy. All right. And uh, we'll be in that 5A tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Snyder, uh, they won't be by themselves over there. I'll right. tell you that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be a, a dog fight, no question about it. But So... So yeah, it's um, you know coming down to gut check time for everybody there, and it's going to end up uh, uh, with these uh, teams that are going to bubble up into, and in uh, many cases, it's going to be conference championships that are going to be decided, uh, and maybe some cases are certainly uh, the direction of the conference champion uh, is uh, being established, and uh, within the next uh, week or two, uh, I'm thinking that a number of them will be established as a result of their Friday night uh, lights activities. So. Uh, it's just uh, kind of interesting, the crown point uh, game against Valparaiso. Um, that was a heck of a game, 19-14. Uh, to 14. Um, That's just uh, that crown point bunch. They're doing a bunch of things right over there, no question about that. So, Anyway, there's lots of good schools playing lots of good football across the state of Indiana right now, and uh, this is the right time to be doing it because uh, we're heading towards the end of it, towards conference championships, and then uh, – with a second season with the draw coming up on October the 8th. So that's all good stuff, Coach. You know, Balfo is one of the best teams in the state, and they're 4-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, you know, they lost a couple tough ones up there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when it's all said and done, Balfo will be a factor. No oh, question. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, Coach, um, what else we got uh, here that we need to uh, mention? Anything else we need to mention? No, we got you know we're dwindling down as far as the number of undefeated teams. There's only six, uh, actually in six A. There's only two teams that are undefeated. Five um, A. There's one team. Yeah, Wilmington yeah. North. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, you know it's that that is the kind of thing that I think is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, when you get down to the four A's, there's you know there's probably five or six people undefeated and mm-hmm. you get to the, you know, the three A's, uh, Chittard just keeps beating people, but right. I'm telling you, Garen, that's a pretty good team yeah. and they've got, uh, they've got a good player and, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. No question about it. I, I, I look forward every week to, to looking at that and looking at the sheets and seeing who, who does this and who does that. And, uh, what are you going to do? That's yeah. why we play the game. Absolutely. That's for sure. Well, I'm going to cue up a little music here. And, uh, Coach, we appreciate everything you do, feeding us all this good information here. Appreciate all of our people that come and talk to us on the show about uh, what's going on, especially in their specific area, their specific part of the state. And, uh, you know, we try and take a summary across the state here of the different and get some uh, perspectives from people that are in the know and actually – uh, work amongst these different teams and uh, their coaches and players and fans and schools and all that kind of thing. So uh, we appreciate all that from everybody there. It makes it for an interesting show for people to listen to, uh, especially not only looking back on what happened, but looking forward and what's going to happen uh, this next coming uh, Friday. So it's lots of exciting football. So we certainly thank everyone for tuning in. We certainly wish everyone the best of luck. Stay healthy and just keep doing all the great things that you do for our kids and for our communities out there. You're making a positive impact on lots of people. Thanks, everybody.